0: This is an excerpt of episode twenty-four of the podcast "Let's Talk Metal Detecting and Treasure Hunting," the Jonah Martinez episode.
1: Well, on the boat, we uh, we use a what's called an Aquapulse, and um, there's a couple reasons that we really like the Aquapulse. One is because it's a it's a rugged machine. Um, you know, when we're at, when we're down there and we're finding all those gold coins. Anybody who's seen a video of that, we're we're in the bedrock. And uh, the bedrock is actually extremely sharp. And we're constantly pulling that cable across that sharpness. When I started, actually this coil, the coil that we were using started brand new probably two weeks before we got into those gold coins. And when we're, when we're moving that coil, we're actually just jamming that coil up and in underneath ledges and turning it. And, and we're not, we're not ginger with that coil. That coil takes abuse. I'm going to tell you, I have never seen a machine. I would never do that with my Excalibur. I would never do that with my Excalibur or any other machine. But that machine is, I mean, it, it's a rugged, rugged little tool. Um, I like it because it clips right onto our vest, and uh, when you've got those headphones on underwater, you hear every little blip, and when we're in there and we're, you know, in those rocks, the cord's getting hung up, and a lot of times you can't see exactly what you're doing, so... You'll be swimming, swinging that coil, and all of a sudden you'll get stopped. And what'll be is the loop on the coil will get around a rock or a boulder or a slab or something, and it'll actually stop you. And you'll you know just kind of stop right where you are, not being able to see where the coil is, the cord is, and you'll have to run your hand back and then kind of pull the cord around it. And uh, you know I've had times where I'm I have the the loop holding in your right hand, and you go to drop off the ladder. And as you're in that surge back and forth, the coil cord is actually in the water. And sometimes it will go up under, under the ladder, and you go got to come backwards, and that coil cord will actually stop you from going down into the water. Um, extremely rugged machines. They're aqua pulses. Uh, the, the other thing that I really do like about these, these machines is that uh, the attachments are interchangeable for this AquaPulse unit they make a 15 inch coil and and you can change it right there on the boat in 2 seconds change the coil and it's all waterproof connections everything they also make a probe which is about an about an inch and a half wide and it extends out to about 6 feet long so you can stick it way down in these holes where you could never get a 10 inch coil um the 15 inch coil will hit a cannonball under five feet of sand, I mean, it'll ring like it's a beer can sitting right there, right over under your coil. So the machine is super sensitive and I like it. The attachments when we're out there in deep water and we're just swimming around with the detector, that 15 inch loop is not going to miss anything out there. And uh, we're increasing our odds. And that's what we're doing is we want the best unit for what our application is. And I believe That that Aquapulse is the best unit for those applications. Um, I'm really happy with that machine. Out of any machine, I would I would put my money on that for being the most rugged underwater, the threshold, you can set that threshold just right on the edge to where you can hear it ticking, or you can turn it up to where you can actually hear it a little bit, or you can turn it down to where you don't hear it at all. Uh, As you move up or down, it does click and and disappear, and you got to adjust it every once in a while. But it's not going to let you down. It's not going to miss something, Um, besides maybe a a gold chain or something like that. I've I've had bad luck with that, but I've had bad luck on gold chains with just about every unit that I've had. So unless you see it, you know, that's that's about all you can do for that.
0: So you guys are using the D-ring connector and using a uh, carabiner to hold it to your harness.
1: Yeah, we use, uh, we use D-ring, the, the, the carabiner clips. And, uh, what we'll do is we'll hook it to the detector loop where there's a little loop and they make that to where that can mount on a shaft or it can be free mounting. It can actually loop onto your belt if you want it and it hangs on your belt. Um, and we'll hook it to where it's right on our chest. Part of the reason is, When you can't see anything, you have to know how the feeling is the whole time. And part of that is just not even having to look at it, just knowing right where it is. And you can turn it with the one hand as you're, as you're getting yourself balanced underneath the water, you know, and, uh, it seems to work extremely well.
0: And you use the, uh, the bone phone instead. I mean, the, the underwater headphones instead of the bone phone, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the bone phone is nice, you know. Uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Was,
0: you were talking about the, because uh, you've got options on this Aquapulse. You can run it on your belt. But I was looking at the film um, that was on the Internet of you guys working. And I noticed that you guys were, were running um, the headphones instead of the bone phone. And you were running it, uh, the D-ring with a carabiner on the, on your chest mount, like you were talking about. And also mm-hmm. it looked like an, what yeah. about an eight inch coil?
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, we find that the eight inch coil is, uh, is the most, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't give anything or take anything away. The eight inch coil is about the, you know, the perfect coil for what we do. Um, and the headphones, the headphones are a very big part of all this. Um, the bone sounds nice, but you don't hear everything all the time. And that's all it takes while you're underwater, you're exhaling and you have bubbles. So if you come across a gold coin, that's on edge, it's going to give you the littlest. I mean, it's going to, it's going to happen so fast that 50% of the time you're, you're breathing out and So someone who's not really trained to do this, you know, or has a lot of experience in doing it, they can lose that hit. They can miss that hit completely just by exhaling underwater. So when you put those headphones on, it really, it really puts that noise right in your ear. And, uh, what I've taught my guys to do is, um, we actually do skip breaths. So when I'm down there and I'm, and I'm, uh, you know, underwater, I'll breathe. I'll, I'll breathe in, and I'll hold my breath for, you know, thirty seconds. Not, not even doing it purposely, just because I want to hear. I want to hear that detector make any any bit of noise at all. And then, as I'm exhaling, I stop moving. I stop moving. I'm not swimming anymore. So, as I'm take a couple kicks, you know, as I'm as I'm working the berm or whatever or wherever I am. As I'm exhaling, I'm actually slowing down and I'll run that detector the same spot two times, you know, run it right over the same thing. And then I breathe again and then I kind of get going again. And as I, so I run that pattern so that, uh, we don't miss anything, but those headphones really, they really sharpen it up a little bit to where, um, I, I believe you can hear them louder when you got the headphones on than the bone phone, um, And, uh, also when you have a a GoPro, on on your head, I don't know if you've ever had a GoPro with, the with the elastic band and stuff like that, but those headphones actually go over that GoPro. So that, that all holds that elastic band to your head and everything. It's almost like you're, like you're suiting up, you know, And, and you got all these pieces that are going on. And, uh, after a while it's it just doesn't feel right unless that the headphone goes right on and straps over the top of your head, the rest of the way. Um, we do prefer that. We do prefer that combination, uh, the 10 inch coil, um, the unit right on your chest, the headphones. Um, that's, that's the combination we go with. There's a lot of people who like the bone phone though. Um, I they're both good.
0: That, uh, the land headphones look like the same land headphones that came with the J.W. Fisher. Um, I kept breaking those, so I um, I like the Ike-like connector that that the Aqua scans using. Um, that those are yeah. I remember using those on uh, cameras in the seventies when I was diving. Um, those are very good yeah. connectors. That's what they're using for the uh, coil and the headphones.
1: Yes, it is. And uh, that's what makes it really cool is that you can, you can use any of these um, options with just having the same unit um, and they plug right in. The only recommendation that I would do or tell somebody is, uh, you know, after you're done using it, take the whole thing apart and clean it all out with water, fresh water every day. That's what we do. We, you know, take, take uh the headphones and, a, and the loop both off and we just wash everything down and um every once in a while we'll put like a, just a little bit of petroleum jelly or something on the connections just just because they're in salt water and um i've noticed here and there sometimes the connection itself will get a little bit green um then you just take a little fine wire brush and just hit it uh, hit it up and it's good for the whole season but uh, I love the connections. That's one of my favorite parts about the machine is how everything is interchangeable with each other. And uh, as far as the headphones, um, I don't know the difference between their land headphones and their underwater headphones. I've always just bought the underwater headphones. The only downfall is that all these pieces, they cost extra money. And uh, when you buy a unit, uh, you have to buy all these extra components. So, the original Aquapulse might cost, I think it's somewhere right around $3,000. Um, or maybe it's a little bit cheaper, but by the time you get the headphones and you get the probe and you get the 15 inch coil and every, I mean, that machine does get a little expensive. And for someone who hunts on the beach or something, uh, and it, I, I don't prefer it on the beach myself, so, you know, I would have a hard time spending that money on it. But if I was looking for a shipwreck, that would be my only unit I would get. <laughs> I've, I've seen like the tow behind detectors and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I don't have that much experience with all that stuff, but, uh, I, I am super, 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 super happy with, uh, the performance that I get out of my aquapult.
0: To hear the entire two hour and 30 minute interview, Go to Let's Talk Metal Detecting and Treasure Hunting dot com, episode twenty four.